What's up, Brewskies? My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, the great and powerful, it's Adam Obesius Rodriguez. My mic farted. <laughs> Tonight's brew is the Depache Saison from... I don't know. I forgot where. Mexico. Mexico. It's just from Mexico. So... Adam's going to have a lot more about this after the break. Um, so don't listen to that description of this stuff. Let Adam tell you about it. I will. <clears throat> What's on tap for tonight? We got ourselves a good old case of some trailer trailer. Trailer It's the Bike Riders trailer. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, starring Austin Butler, mm -hmm. Tom Hardy, Jody Coomer, Michael Shannon. And a list of other fine folks. Mm-hmm. We're going to do that. What else do we got? Uh, we also have, uh, speaking of movies. Speaking of movies. Some controversy. Some controversy. Around uh, a little website you may know called RottenTomatoes.com. Controversy. Uh, apparently there's been some uh, naughty business going on behind the scenes, according Ooh. to this uh, very new Vulture article. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, and some more wrestling news, if you're a wrestling fan, then you probably would be aware of the sudden firing of one Phil Brooks, a.k.a. CM Punk. So we're going to talk about that and uh, see where else we go with this. Yeah. Right? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. This is episode 404 of the One Beer In podcast. <laughs> Thank That smelled a little bit like garbage water to me, but uh doesn't taste that way, fortunately. Not a very pleasant nose. Mm. No. But also, it's like like fermented pineapples. It's kind of like rotten. It's true. Yeah. You know? It has a kind of like ugh, smell to it. Yeah. Okay, this is episode 404 of the One Beer In Podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. I'm Marco. That's Adam. Mm -hmm. Let's rock and roll. Tell us about what we're drinking, good sir. I would love to. This is Tepache Sazón Bebida Fermentada, Piña y Canela, hecho en México. Comes in at 7% ABV. Uh, and to, actually, to your point, it was produced by uh, Tepacheria Sazón in San Francisco. There you go. Uh, okay. Tepache Sazón. Tepache is an effervescent pre-Hispanic Mexican beverage made from a variety of fruits, most commonly pineapple. Tepache Sazon is made from a traditional recipe in the coastal village of San Pancho, Nayarit. We crush and ferment local hand-harvested pineapples with an emphasis on freshness and ripeness. 100% pineapple wine with canela. Um, and it's actually San Francisco, Nayarit, so it is Mexico. Mm. 
we went back and forth on that one. Uh, yeah, that yeah. was a real thrill ride. It was. That was. Uh, I actually only grabbed this beer as a uh, just as test your Spanish. Mm. Give you a C plus, mm. Mm, B minus maybe. C like yes. C. <laughs> C plus. C. <clears throat> All right, let's start off with a little bit of trailer trash. Trailer trash. Yeah, we have the bike riders. The bike riders. Of Jeff Nichols' joint. Uh, actually, inspired by true events, apparently, and a book. Um, but yeah, Easy we, Rider? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're doing it again, folks. Uh, but no, this is actually in a... It's funny you bring that up. In a long line of uh, biker movies. Yeah. Um, a long tradition. Uh, and we haven't had one in a while. <clears throat> Not a good one, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What was the last one? The last. Of note. Biker movie? Biker Boys. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. That's a stone cold classic. classic. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, other than... The only thing that had bikers in the zeitgeist recently was um, Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've seen some people point to that as like a, a cultural point for this movie being made. Yeah, I mean, maybe a couple of years too late on that like one. A touchstone, you know, cultural touchstone. Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, maybe a little too late, but all right, I shouldn't say too late, but not really striking the iron while it's hot. I actually think this is the perfect time for it because if it was closer to when that show was popping, it would seem derivative. Mm. You know? Yeah. Okay. Um, also, this is a period piece, which kind of separates it. Which it, the other influence that people are immediately pointing out is like Goodfellas. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I think it, it it seems derivative is it has a negative connotation to it, but I think this is highly influenced from a lot of good sources. Yeah. It it, it seems like from the yeah. trailer. I mean, derivative. Derivative is always used in a way to denigrate. You like that? Alliteration. Mm, that's pretty good. Any kind of thing that some people are talking about, and there I just ruined it with that. And the <laughs> things that people are doing the and stuff. saying about the things, banging about the things. Uh, <laughs> but I, you know, when a thing is derivative of like such really rich source material, yeah. I mean, it's like everything is derivative, man. So <laughs> sure. if you're gonna pick, if you're gonna take from shit, then at least pick from the best shit, and then uh, uh, at least your stuff is gonna be halfway decent uh, at least you would hope hopefully you know? yeah i mean f- from a personal perspective people used to ask me like yo what do you how do you you know who are you listening to to like how, how are you getting better at rapping for instance and i would tell people like don't listen to your favorite rappers yeah listen to the reason that all of this exists mm-hmm. you know listen to rock him big daddy kane listen to biggie listen to you know Pioneer, if you're from the South, like we're from the South, so a lot of guys that I would talk to, were, I'm like, all right, then don't spend your time listening to just these guys that are out right now. Yep. <clears throat> Listen to like uh, uh, A Ball and MJG or like Juicy J. Scarface. Scarface. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know? But nobody would listen to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but th- th- I'm just trying to make an example of like, if you're going to be derivative, derive from the best. The best. Yeah. So. Yeah. I don't really like, if you couldn't tell, the idea of being derivative. Mm-hmm. Not in 2023. Yeah. 
it's really, really difficult to do something incredibly and wholly original. Sure, you know uh, I mean? of course. And uh, I mean, the, the, the famous line is like, there's no original idea on Earth, right? Right. Like, everyone is, is getting inspiration from everywhere. So I don't want to count that against this trailer. Or as Nas says, no idea is original. There's mm. nothing new under the sun. There you it's go. It's not what you do, but how it's done. Yeah. It's very true. <laughs> I think Tarantino would agree. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think... This reminded me of like the old school like sixties road uh kind of crime dramas yeah. of, of yesteryear. Um in a good way, in a very mm-hmm. good way. So you know, I, I am a fan of Austin Butler. Uh obviously Tom Hardy always always bats a hundred, yep. a thousand, whatever, you know, the the a million <laughs> that's, is that's a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand. Yeah. Every time I know sports, yeah. and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just I have pretty high hopes for this one. I, I don't know the director very well. I know he's a writer. He's most known for his writing, um, which yeah, he's, he did mud. Right? He did mud. Yeah, yeah. I saw that, uh, which is a good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Um, inspired by the book by Danny Lyon. So, you know. Uh, <sighs> I have I have reasonably high expectations for this one. I heard good I heard good buzz. Mm-hmm. This was um, screened in in one of the festivals recently. Probably Venice. That was the one that was most recent. Right. And um, which so, I thought that they couldn't do. I right? don't know. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> they don't all know. showed up dressed to the nines, like like a strike wasn't happening. So I'm like, I guess going to a premiere, like maybe, going to a movie, is okay. Maybe but it, you can't promote that you. In, well, in I know movie? I know that they are allowed to promote things that were already in the works at before the strike. Yeah. So, so that movie, I mean, you you're you're debuting anything at Venice, then it's obviously right. It, it's a prior engagement, so I think that may be why they were able to get away with it. But mm. um, otherwise, I don't know. Maybe they're able to do it in a different market, and just not in the American market. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, mm. I'm not a lawyer, but. Regardless, uh, it, it got some good buzz. A lot of people were were saying very nice things about it. Yeah. That is very uh, Scorsesean, if you will. Scorsesean. Um, so again, if you're gonna pull from anyone, pull from the best. Pull from the best. So yeah, no, I have I have high hopes for this one. It looks cool. <laughs> it uh, it sounds cool. Yeah. There's lots of cool looking people in it. So fucking cool, man. Um, well, we've been yeah. doing this thing where we've been simulcasting the trailer but we already watched it mm-hmm. so we're not going to do that this episode so we did it last episode yeah watch it yourself yeah <laughs> fuck you watch it yourself <laughs> pause the video and go watch it and come back you better come back you too. better come we'll know if you don't come we'll, back we'll know. we have those insights we check the metrics we do every minute yeah yeah we're gonna see the ROI on us. Send people to this trailer. <laughs> don't use back. don't use that phrase. <laughs> it gives me PTSD. ROI PTSD. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I think it looks really solid. I'm gonna say definitely not trash. Not trash. I at first was a little taken aback by it. I kind of, you know, you're watching stuff like that, and sometimes the I can't help, and this is this sucks because of the generation that we grew up in. Mm. But sometimes I can't help being like cynical about stuff. Yeah, 
when it comes to shit like this. So I'm watching the trailer and I'm like, I'm already thinking of the jokes that people are going to get off about it, mm. you know? And I'm like, but this is all like this is stuff that I that I that I would be into. It looks like a kind of a crime noir thing. Yeah. Bikers. With bikers. You got Tom Hardy and just like all of the hallmarks of something that I personally would be into and yet the first thought I had was like it's kind of goofy. I can't really take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. But that's only because I'm thinking about what other people would think about it. Yeah. And not what I personally thought about it. I will say there was one line that stuck out to me. I'm like, that's not going to age very well. Yeah. It was the very serious line of, if he wants to ride a bike, he's going to ride a bike. Yeah, that was funny. I was like, okay. That was funny. <laughs> We're going to take that There's seriously. There's one scene where like they're doing the smash cuts of a bunch of stuff, and he like punches a window, like uh-huh. a, car, a, 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 a um, driver's side window. Yeah. And he punches it, and it breaks in like four pieces. And I was just like, "That looked like shit." Yeah. <laughs> so got to fix that in post. Yeah. <clears throat> All that to say, when I kind of shook that off, that yeah. energy, that negative energy of yeah. of of the cynicism, I was like, "This looks pretty fucking cool." Yeah. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. And the trailer's not trash. The trailer is definitely not trash. Not trash. Yeah. Um. So speaking of trailers. Speaking of movies, mm-hmm. this article's come out, written, it's it's a vulture piece. Yeah, by Lane Brown, with reporting by Luke Winky. And before you get into it, what's really interesting is something I saw in, in the byline of the article, and even in the uh, uh, title of the article. Yeah. Well, I'll let you read it. Sure. Uh, It's the decomposition of Rotten Tomatoes. The most overrated metric in movies is erratic, reductive, and easily hacked. And yet has Hollywood in its grip. When's the last time you watched a trailer online or or just on TV and you see the Rotten Tomatoes score? Yeah. It's certified fresh. Right. That's a super recent development. They never used to do that in right. trailers. Well, I mean, they even have it on the box art that nowadays. It's on the fucking yeah. box art. Yeah. Certified fresh. Oh, man. It's huge. You want to give a overview of, of this development? Yeah, so the majority of this article has to do with a movie called Ophelia. It's a feminist retelling of Hamlet starring Daisy Ridley. You may remember it. Um, kind of came and went uh, apparently in 2018. I, I don't remember exactly when, but maybe you don't remember it. Maybe you don't. Um, but regardless, there is a controversy around this this movie specifically. But they're the writer is saying it's it's um, it's sort of uh, indicative of a larger issue with the platform itself. So the issue was apparently the. PR agency or whoever was representing the the film's distribution rights apparently was behind the scenes talking to uh, critics to get them to either nudge their score marginally higher so it would be considered uh, fresh as opposed to rotten or outright asking uh, critics to go out and see the movie in order to give it a positive review. Mm. And so obviously that is 
you know, it, there are some questionable tactics going on behind the scenes. I definitely recommend you read the article yourself because there's a lot of context that I'm not sharing right now. But from the side of Ophelia, people are saying basically like, I mean, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. This is just what how the business is done. You, of course, ask critics to review your movie. And you want them to review it as you know, nicely, as, as pleasantly as possible. But yeah. ultimately, it's their decision to review it however they see fit. Whereas, of course, on the other side, these writers specifically are saying, that's a conflict of interest. You shouldn't be specifically giving money or any kind of you know, pleasantries for giving that review. Because right. that, I mean, that's something that even like, IGN says they don't do. Yeah, they say that. Right. But it I'm saying it's it's so it's such an obvious no-no in, in the critic business mm-hmm. that for I mean I, at least for me for somebody to say like it's not a problem, like it's just how it's done. No, that's insane. Is yeah. I mean clearly not okay, yeah. right? Like clearly. It's not all right. No. No. And not only is the practice just outright wrong, part of the basis of this article is that, like, the influence of Rotten Tomatoes has only gotten larger for some reason. And when you do something like this, it, 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 it brings it into even more focus, right, of... Like the influence that Rotten Tomatoes has on the industry and on on the public, because more and more, we as like a movie going audience or society or whatever culture have been uh, using like easier ways to quantify how we feel about things. Yeah. And a review score, a number, an aggregate site, all of that can be Or even a tweet. Or even a tweet. Yeah. If I'm, like, in an argument with somebody about how good a movie is, the first thing that I pull up is the Rotten Tomatoes score. Sure. Like, listen, it's a quality movie. Look at this. Yeah. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. You know? It's just become so ingrained in the conversation of enjoying movies... Or, or just talking about movies, just just the, the, the conversation of film in general. Yeah. That when you do something like this, not I mean, already, even if Rotten Tomatoes was on the up and up in every way, there's still a, a conversation to be had about how important Rotten Tomatoes is right now and if yeah. it should be, right? Sure. That's just, that's if Rotten Tomatoes is clean, if their hands are clean of all of this stuff. You, you still have to have a conversation about why we weigh so heavily an aggregate site. Sure. Then you throw the, all this shit in. Yeah. I saw one thing where they were like paying <laughs> paying reviewers like $50 to go <laughs> to, to review their movie. It's like, yo, $50 is bullshit. Mm-hmm. To go see a movie, that's like, oh, you're going you're gonna to pay for me and my wife yeah. to get concessions? Right. Get and a then, large popcorn. Like, get the fuck out of my face. I would... Yeah. I would bomb that review if they offered me yeah. $50. Well, you wouldn't be invited back for your large popcorn. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. I made my point. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. It it, it sucks because 
you, you I know that me personally am have been a slave to I mean my ancestors have been slaves <laughs> and I'm a slave to the system no uh-huh. I've been a slave to the number game yeah. of of I mean I write I, I used to write reviews um and and like when I wrote I was writing for a a a, a hip hop website and the number was mine and mine alone to come up with. Like I wrote the review and it's like, yeah. this is how I felt about the album, right? Sure. And like, if you're watching somebody like Anthony Fantano or you're reading, you know, your blog or, or my stuff, it's like, this is the opinion of one person. Right. But when you leave it up to this like monolith that is Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. you feel like you have the consensus on your side. Sure. And if that's not, a real number because it's been gamed it's like it throws the whole thing out of way yeah yeah you know it spoils the whole pot yeah because you know i don't think rotten tomatoes and i don't think aggregators as a whole are a bad thing i just think they need to be used like with some conscious thought you know yeah. like at a glance you can get an idea for the quality of a film i'd say looking at something like metacritic or rotten tomatoes that's how I use them. If I want more context into why something is so good or why something is so bad, I go into the reviews and actually read them. Right. Like that's something that's a lost art that we yeah. <laughs> we have now, you know, like good writers can like articulate the reason that you felt so weird about something or yeah. the reason that something didn't look right or feel right or hit your ear right. Good, intelligent, well-informed writers. Yeah, that's the reason that they have those jobs is because sure. they're so good at framing a thing as to like this is this is how I feel about it, and this is, you know, due to my years of experience of this thing, studying this thing, yeah. understanding what makes a thing good. I put that in quotes because obviously opinions are objective, and or subjective, objective. Subjective? Subjective. Subjective. (laughs) And (laughs) you can't, like, but that's the reason why aggregates and consensus scores usually are so valuable. Because you can say, hey, look, listen, you can feel however you want to feel about it. I'm telling you that 500 reviewers thought that this was a good movie. Yeah. So you can argue with your mother, but there's 500 different people who agree with me. Right. And But... When it's getting gamed, it's like, who knows? Well, that's the thing too is, and I've said this before because we've brought up Rotten Tomatoes at least a couple, at least a couple of times <laughs> on this on this very podcast. Probably once a podcast. Yeah, I, and um, you know, I've I've said this before, but I think it's important to know your sources. Mm-hmm. So if you see like, okay, a movie I was looking forward to got a fifty-four percent, let me look at the reviewers and who are considered, quote, rotten, mm. and why? Read more than just that little blurb, because that's just a, a taste of, you know, their, their generalized thoughts. And, you know, the, the even more reductive step beyond that is that at the top of the Rotten Tomatoes is the, the critics' consensus mm-hmm. that is, I believe, written by Rotten Tomatoes themselves. Yeah, I don't know who else is writing that consensus. Right, and it, it is a summary of everybody's thoughts. Yeah. Which is so, it, it's like, you know, the dry pulp 
of of the orange that you once had. Yeah. You know, like it is it is like so condensed that it makes it almost completely unusable, un- invaluable or unvaluable, not invaluable. Yeah, it's actually really weird that they even have that now that you mention it because because like it a- makes it that much easier to be like, okay, ninety six percent awesome. What is it? You know. Yeah. What what's the one little thing that doesn't work in this movie? What are what the one thing that people are complaining about? Ninety five percent bolstered by an incredible like, a right. career defining performance yeah. by so and so doesn't reinvent the wheel, but, but fans of the genre will be pleased. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I think I think it is a problem. I think I think Rotten Tomatoes is a problem. It is still something that I go to very often to guide what movies I will watch, but. I do so knowing that I I is my responsibility to dig deeper than just the the score. Same with Metacritic. I mean, same with even like looking at the score on like let's say IGN for instance. You see that they scored something a whatever, a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Okay, read why. What did they enjoy about it? If if the mechanics of the game don't sound interesting to me, I'm probably not going to like it right. anyway, right. you know? So I think that's your personal responsibility as a consumer consumer um, to vet the people who you listen to as far as suggestions for what you read, what you watch, what you listen to mm-hmm. next. Yeah, I mean, like speaking of Fantano, for instance, there's a lot of people that don't like his opinions on hip hop, right? Mm. I... I'm one of those people. <laughs> so I just don't think that he 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 listens to music from an intellectual standpoint, I feel like sometimes. Maybe too much so. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes he gives bad reviews to to albums that like I think are better than what he thinks. And I think that sometimes he he comes at it from like this uh, uh, like a very logistical standpoint. And, like, there's a lot of people who are like, oh, you're not from these places. You've never talked to these mm. people. So, like, you, you're you not understanding why this is good to other people yeah. and why it's not good to you. All that to say, it's his opinion. Sure. You know? He comes from where he comes from. And he brings with that his experience and, 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 and where he's from into how he experiences the music, sure. how, it, how it hits his ear. I right? don't think he's trying to trick anybody. <laughs> no, of course not. I think he's very clear about the fact that, like, this is how I feel about it. I'm right. not trying to sway you. I'm just yeah. giving my opinion. And the sway that he has, the strength of that is is the people, the fans, right. the consumers. Sure. They are the ones that let, to, to, that let him move the needle. Yeah. Right? So, to speaking on vetting the people that you listen to, like, I like the way that he cogently expresses his opinion. Yeah. But there are some times where I'm like, you just didn't get it, and it doesn't rock with you, and that's fine, mm-hmm. but you're wrong. Sure. Like, this mm-hmm. album is good. You're wrong. I think that more people should be able to just be comfortable with saying, like, no, I get what you're saying. You're wrong, though. Right. I think that... I it, disagree. Yeah, and, and and that could be the end of it. You right. don't have to hate that person. Yeah. You don't have to be like, I can't believe they shit it on this album or or, or movie yeah. or book or yeah. whatever. They could... They, you just have a different opinion. Than well, them. and he famously says at the end of all of his reviews, it's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't even have to do that. But, no, he shouldn't. You know, 
working on the internet. But people are stupid. <laughs> you have to say it. You got to yeah. clearly state, look, it's okay if you like something that I don't. Yeah. I mean, here, like us, we review, we review these beers at the end of the show. Yeah. You may drink some of this stuff and be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. And that's fine. You're wrong. We're smarter than you. Yeah, We're definitely. better than you. Yeah. Um, but you can have your opinion, you know, and that's fine. That's and, all you can have. Yeah. That's all you can have. And a nice day. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. I this 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 like revelation. I hope makes people kind of second guess or really look harder mm-hmm. at some of this stuff, Metacritic and and Rotten Tomatoes, and not to. I say I keep saying Metacritic, like I'm not lumping them in with Rotten Tomatoes as if Metacritic has also been accused of this kind of shit. I'm just saying like aggregate sites. Sure. Excuse me. In general, they're inherently reductive. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's people should be. You got. We should not be afraid to have in depth intellectual conversations about this stuff. Yeah. Being reductive and and reducing opinions down to something that you can tweet. Or could be the caption of an Instagram post. It's just, I just, this is not a good enough discourse about yeah, no. stuff. It's, it's not. It shouldn't be enough. No. But. So we'll yeah. see. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. I, I, I keep looking at us in the in the uh, the uh, the image of of, mm-hmm. of what the people are going to see. Our monitor. Game. And I see that you and I are both very. Jimmy Buffett it out. We are. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that if am I, am I stepping on your cheers? You're not. You're not. Okay. No. 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 Because I just wanted to bring up because we haven't old Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Because it's not my cheers, and I feel like we're not going to get to it. No. And that's the reason I wore this hat. That's a good. Yeah. It's a Key good West. One. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody went to Key West, and they were like, Marco would like this, and they brought me back a Key West hat. I've never been to Key West. <laughs> <laughs> But you can imagine. You right? can imagine. I mean, from this hat, you can really. This says "Party in Paradise" and "Conk Republic" in the back, and it's a parrot and uh, some palm trees and and a nice glass. And I just like to imagine that you know it's a tall glass, so it's not a margarita, but it could mm. be a margarita. You know, you never know. Mm. It's not a margarita. It's not a margarita. It's definitely not a margarita. No, it's red. But there's a sailboat in the background. Yeah, maybe Jimmy Buffett's on that sailboat. Could be. You know what I learned. When he passed, what? I don't know anything about Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's like an enigma if you're not a parrot head, you know, like yeah, or, or a boomer, right? Uh, he just he passed our generation like completely, yeah, and yet still looms so large <laughs> because of the entire Margaritaville brand, yeah, the empire that he created, yeah, unbelievable. It's crazy. Crazy to think about, especially given the lifestyle that he promoted. It's like, and I actually, it's funny you say that because I, I'm talking to myself when I say it's funny you say that. Um, <laughs> I, I saw, I, I saw a documentary on him. Adam, uh, you're so funny. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, I, I happened to catch like I think it was like a 2020 doc or a Dateline or so, you know one of those yeah um, and or 60 minutes and and he uh, he was talking about his entire like empire how it how it came to be and because I think they were debuting his his like Broadway show mm. <laughs> of all things of course and they talked to him and they're like you know 
are you like this bumbling drunk like that's getting high all the time and he's like absolutely not like i'm like i enjoy having a good time like, but i'm a fucking mogul brother <laughs> yeah no basically <laughs> he's like look like i i like having a good time i like promoting that for other people but when it comes down to business like i am an entrepreneur like that's my thing i like creating my business and and clearly it worked out for him yeah so it's just I think there's this misconception of who Jimmy Buffett was compared to the man he actually was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he's a mogul. He created his own brand and, I mean, promoted the hell out of it to a very specific generation. And they love him and for it. ate it up. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Cheeseburgers in paradise, yeah. man. Yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. There's a fucking Margaritaville all across the country they're yeah everywhere yeah shout out to uh eddie burback i know they, uh, great <laughs> great uh episode awesome where he goes to every margaritaville in the country yeah and i just had no idea the 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 the, the breadth of, yeah. of, of his empire and that's not even his like hotels like yeah. the, the margaritaville hotels there's resorts there's they make a, land shark yeah there's a neighborhood uh, there's uh, the Margaretville actual like a uh, tequila yeah. and mixers and all that. Like, yeah. I'm surprised this guy wasn't doing like Newman's own. I know, like Buffett's own. Yeah, you know, shakers and, and well, I'm sure he probably. I'm sure he did. Yeah, I'm well, sure there's margarita branded everything. There's a margarita. There's a no. It's it's a concoction makers. They call them. Okay. They're. Uh, Blenders made specifically to make margaritas. That's silly. They're in every single hotel in Margaritaville. <laughs> really? Yeah. Every room That's... gets gets a concoction maker. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, because they know you're going to bring the stuff. Sure. And yeah, they're yeah. like, hey, listen, don't worry about bringing a blender. We yeah. got it. It's right there. Live it up. You want to make that concoction? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Yeah. Concoction maker. Right yeah. In the room. They got it. And surprisingly expensive if you try to buy it on your own. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just I don't know I don't know if he's done anything like I'm sure he has he's too, he's too old and too white to not have said or done something, <laughs> something. problematic <laughs> so yeah I don't want to be like I don't I don't want to I don't want to big up too much Jimmy Buffett if like it's gonna bite us in the ass the only thing that I can say from what I know about him is I mean he lived an awesome life yeah oh for sure and uh, I can't really I can't really take nothing away from him because it's like my man, I, I was looking. I was listening to his. Obviously, I was listening to his music. I come in here singing Margaritaville, <laughs> but I'm looking at his albums and I'm looking at all his songs and stuff. And I, I just, this is a testament to how little I knew about Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, I thought in like the '70s, he had cracked open with with Margaritaville, right? I thought, yeah. I thought, here's here's okay. Here's this is what I this is my vision of of Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. I thought that he long was like, hair, mustache, definitely seventies Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's a singer songwriter doing all these like great songs, but not really you know hitting. But people know him. He's like, oh, it's fucking Jimmy Buffett. It's great, yeah. great singer songwriter. And then he makes Margaritaville, mm-hmm. and they're like, what the <laughs> fuck? This song's awesome. Yeah. This is this guy gets. I'll it. listen to this forever. Right. And, and they will. Yeah. And they yeah. have. And I thought. He goes, oh, 
you like that? You like that? <laughs> so then he makes like an album's worth of, you know, like 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 the Beach Boys in the fifties would just mm. make like you know surf surfing USA, yeah, yeah, and they were like you know surfing girl and surfer boy and like surfing blah 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 surfs up, yeah. I thought that he was like, all right, well, I'm gonna make some Margaritaville songs and then you know we'll we'll see what happens and then like his it just naturally kind of ballooned from there. No, mm-hmm. that's all he ever did. Yeah, ever. Yeah, his whole discography is like he's on a boat. His first one of his albums is called like Changes in Lat Dude. Changes in <laughs> Latitude, Changes in ah, fuck, what was it? Altitude. Changes in Latitude, Changes in Altitude. That shit is fucking baller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Changes in Latitude, Changes in Altitude. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Man, see me when you see me, bitch. I'm I'm out there." It's funny you say that. He had his own boat or yeah. boat boat plane. Yeah. And that's the actual one at Universal Studios. City Walk. Yeah. The the plane that's out there is his actual See, plane. Come on, man. That's some ball of shit. That's they dropped baller. it off there. He retired it and he, he put it there. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. Like, All right. That's the last time I'll get on that one. That's his, famously his actual Jimmy Buffett plane. And so all of the stuff that I've seen so far of Jimmy Buffett is like, this guy didn't just hit with one song and then parlayed that into an empire. Yeah. He parlayed his lifestyle, his actual life, yeah. into this this empire. Yep. Which I w- I'm just I don't know. And obviously, to you guys who know this already, is old news. But to me, it's endlessly fascinating. Like I said, our generation largely, unless our your parents are parrot heads, yeah. like right over our heads. Well, people are like, oh, you know, like people in our generation are like, I don't listen to Jimmy. Jimmy Buffett sucks. I'm yeah. like. I always thought, well, I just don't know enough about Jimmy Buffett to have an opinion on on how good his music is. Yeah. Uh, so I never, I never spoke on it. I never said how. I never said if I did or didn't like Jimmy Buffett. I just yeah. thought the idea of Jimmy Buffett is funny. Yeah. You know, it's just <laughs> yeah, like course. objectively funny. Yeah. Who he is and what he represents. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And never listened to his music actually. So listening to his music now, I'm sorry that it took his death, but actually <laughs> I'm not sorry because like, I, well, who cares? I don't think Jimmy Buffett minds. <laughs> no. I think he was doing okay without me no, listening to his music. Doing just fine. But it was uh it's it's eye opening. It's been an eye opening experience. I am not gonna go through his discography. I, okay. I can't. Yeah. I just don't have the I don't have it in me. It's not enough beach to, no, no. to do that. Yeah. If my life was different, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. some days I gotta go to work and I'm not in a good mood and I just yeah. don't wanna listen to <laughs> Cheeseburger in Paradise. Cheeseburger in Paradise. Yeah, yeah. It's a great song. Yeah. It actually is like a. It's a good. Yeah, it's, it actually is genuinely a great song. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, Smash Mouth. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, we had two. This parts. would just be the death. Yeah, the obituary of our show. Yeah. 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 And we had two start coming and then, and then they stopped coming. Yeah, the two, the two party dudes. Yeah, of two different generations just left us. What's his name? The guy from Smash Mouth. The guy from Smash. That, that's his full government name. Yeah, I'm. No disrespect, but you know. Nobody, you know, we're not. It's not like you know. <clears throat> it's one of those names. Steve Harwell. Steve Harwell. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty sad, actually. Yeah, no, it's very, very sad, considering, you know, he was uh, an addict and fought that for a while. And yeah, he was only 56, right? 56? Something like that, yeah. Um, I think he was only, he was in his 50s, mid-50s. Yeah. He's tall. He's tall. <laughs> <laughs> He's just six foot, what do you mean? I mean, that's taller than me. Anybody who's taller than me is tall. 
thank you. Yeah. Uh, 56, yes. 56. He did pass away at 56. Um, so the thing about yeah. Jimmy Buffett's death is he died the way he lived. Sure. The, my man had skin cancer, and you're like, oh, no, cancer. But, like, you know. Duh. Lived, right. Exactly. <laughs> he lived on the beach. Right. I mean, it's like, has a, has a person ever died more on brand? No. I mean, he had a few options here. He could have drowned. He could have been eaten by a shark. Right. Or he could have gotten skin cancer. A land shark. A land shark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Th- those were his options, yeah. and uh, you know, he. I, I think he chose the you know a good way out. Unfortunately, not for this guy. Yeah, Steve Harwell. Steve Harwell. Uh, yeah, more tragic. Definitely more yeah. tragic, especially because I I remember him being a like kind of a punching bag uh, in recent years, where he was obviously like having health issues, having sobriety issues, still trying to perform, and it not working out. And uh, it was dealing with some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Give me that, please. Um, you hate to see it. You really do. For sure. <clears throat> but, I mean, it's um, not like we were waiting on Smash Mouth to come back and destroy the world with like a new sure. pop rock. Album. But you know, they have a they have a place. Uh, speaking of generations, they have a place in our generation for uh, a couple of big hits there that kind of defined an era. Yeah, I mean, somebody. Uh, I'm gonna have to bring my butt pillow. <laughs> You okay there? <laughs> this 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 chair, you know, sitting on it prolonged. I mean, it just it's like compressing my spine. Yeah, it's like I feel like a xylophone. Yeah, not a xylophone. Uh, no, that's a xylophone. Uh, uh, a zucchini. A zucchini. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a xylophone. That, no, that's a. No. Uh, the xylophone is. Yeah, yeah. The it's, one the yeah. taps. Right, right. Accordion. accordion. Yeah. The first and last step to play yourself like accordion. MF Doom. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Wow, this is a really somber <laughs> section of our show. Yeah, and I think he died on Halloween or or the thirtieth. I think it was October thirtieth when MF Doom. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, we're not. We'll talk about that next month. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steve Harwell. Yeah. I was saying that somebody was like he had one smash hit and was able to like make Two. a career out of that. Two. No, that's what I'm saying. I disagree. Mm. He had they had obviously All Star, mm. massive, massive, massive hit. Yeah. But then they had Walking on the Sun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also on the track soundtrack uh their remake of uh of the animal song, right? Uh or the monkeys? Uh what what was it again? Um uh, I'm a believer. I'm a believer, yeah. Yeah I'm a be- what were you singing? Oh yeah, that's also a is that a that's a Smash Mouth Smash Mouth song? I can't get enough of you, baby. I think that is a Smash Mouth. It might song. be. It or might. it's a uh, uh, a Sugar Ray song. It could be Sugar Ray, yeah. <laughs> All star, no, right I'm there. a believer. Can't get, you, can't get enough of you, baby. Walking on the sun. Like the this this is a run right here. I'm a believer, walking on the sun, all star, can't get enough of you, baby. Uh, I've heard their their remake of Can't, Why Can't We Be Friends. It's, it's pretty oh yeah, good. yeah, yeah. They were, I mean, hey yo, hey, put some respect <laughs> on Smash Mouth's name. They were kind of cool, man. Now, yeah. Okay, let me not say cool, but for the time, for the time, <clears throat> Steve Harwell had a very distinctive voice. Their yeah. sound was very distinct. Like you knew a Smash Mouth song sure, when you heard sure, it, sure. unless it was a Sugar Ray song. <laughs> <laughs> So it's very indicative of the time, though. It's like a it, listening to them is like a time capsule. Yeah. Of pop music. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just can envision the the video of All Star, which is really funny that 
it was a song made for uh, that other movie, the the superhero movie. Uh, yeah, Ben Stiller's Mystery Men. Mystery Men. Yeah, and they're like in the video and stuff, which I watched in theaters. Really, I did. <laughs> wow, it was okay as a kid. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a it's a smart concept. It's yeah. like a funny, you know, all these guys with like these weird. They're all a bunch of weirdos, and they yeah. want to be superheroes and stuff. Like it, it was very ahead of its time. I'll yeah. say the the loser superhero concept. Yeah, far far ahead of its time. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, Kick Ass is just mystery men, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and I re- I, re- I can envision him in the video. He's like walking down the street, and all kinds of like chaos is ha- is happening around him. <laughs> and and the chorus comes in, or the pre-chorus comes in. He jumps on the car, and he's like, "Well, yeah." And like everything about that, even the way that he's walking, mm-hmm. I'm like, "This is all just like '98, '99." Yeah, you know, it, it just like you're saying, like the sound of that time. Yeah, sound of that generation. The ideas, just everything around it. So, you know. Uh, it, it, it's 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 really sad to see a person go like that. Yeah, uh, addiction taking them too soon. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to sit up here and, and and be like you know, act like we're super huge Smash Mouth fans. Sure, yeah. but it's just it's 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 sad to see uh, addiction take a life. Yeah, like of course, that. you just have to be a human to to be sad about that. Yeah, yeah, and it's not like. I mean, he seemed like a pretty unproblematic person. It's you know, yeah. not to say that if he was problematic, he deserved to die. <laughs> but I guess I should say there are levels to that. If you're sure. super problematic, I mean, if you're sure. a Nazi, I really, sure. I'm not gonna yeah. cry about it. Yeah, is all I'm saying. But uh, That's fair. uh, you know, I'm not gonna be the arbiter of who deserves to live or die. You're not God. I might be. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What if God was one of us? So, rest in peace, Steve Harwell. Indeed. Cheeseburger in paradise to Mr. Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> yeah. Fins uh, up. Fins up, baby. Fins up. Fins up. All right. Let's get into this punk stuff. Yeah? All right. Switching gears, not switching beers. We're going to talk a little bit of wrestling. A little bit wrestling. Of wrestling. AEW superstar CM Punk. Punk. Has been fired <laughs> from AEW. You fired. Very uh, unceremonious exit to his return to professional wrestling. Just before a pay-per-view in Chicago. 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 And and Tony Khan had to make the announcement in Chicago. He sure did. To a crowd that was not happy. Not too about happy that. about it. Yeah. So... There is a lot of backstory here, brother. <laughs> I mean, a lot of... Get this, comfortable. This is a lot of lore, okay? Should I just go through it or give the cliff notes? I mean, if you feel it within you to, to get through the... <laughs> I just feel like it's going to be a lot The of tome <laughs> that's been leading up to this. Um, feel free, but... Okay, I'll, I, think, I think I can suck. Succulently, succulently, succinctly, succinctly. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> succulently, I can, I can, I can make this tasty for you guys. Yeah, nice and soft. Um, I, I can, I can state this in a way that will make sense in a, in a 
pretty fast way. Unlike okay. some people when they're explaining plots <laughs> of movies. Okay. Dig. Bing, bang, boom. Can't wait for October. Suck it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go. CM Punk, if you're not aware, I think one of the best talkers ever in the business. Um, in, ring, in ring work has been up and down. Some say he's one of the best professional wrestlers. I say he's he's pretty good in the ring. I mm. think his strength is really the fact that like I just think he can I think he can match on the mic with anybody in any era. I think the stuff that he comes up with on the fly, the stuff that he that he writes for himself, I think he's just got the tone, he's got the, he's got everything you want from a guy on the mic. I think he's one of the best talkers ever. I think he's top 5 talker. Yeah. I think he's top 5 on the mic, okay? Has a long stint in a bunch of indie places. Gets to WWE, has a long stint in WWE, about 10, 11 years, becomes champion, blah, 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 Has a you know pretty successful career, but he's never happy. Drops the infamous pipe bomb. That launches his career. He becomes one of the biggest names in wrestling. Not a real pipe bomb. Not a real pipe bomb. That's what his promo was called. Uh, and about three years after that, he's out of wrestling. He has all of this... He, he airs out his grievances with the WWE on a podcast. And then he kind of disappears from, like, the wrestling spotlight. Starts doing all a bunch of, like, different stuff that he's into. Writing comics. Starring in horror movies. Generally, staying in the public eye is like a C-list celebrity. Sure. But in the wrestling world, an A-list guy that people have been clamoring to see back in the ring almost immediately after leaving wanting to see him yeah. wrestle fast forward to 20 uh 19 2020 maybe 2021 it's 2021 it's 2021 and uh he makes his glorious return to professional wrestling in all elite wrestling the new uh tony khan and uh uh shad khan fronted wrestling uh, uh, company that is being positioned as the competitor to WWE. Yeah. He debuts in Chicago. It's one of the craziest debut or uh, 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 returns rather mm-hmm. that I've ever seen because it's in Chicago's hometown. Sure. Chicago's crazy wrestling town. They yeah. go nuts. Okay. He's in AEW for all of two and a half or, or about two years. Has some ne- memorable feuds in the ring and outside of the ring. <laughs> now, here's where it gets a little fuzzy. CM Punk has a reputation for being pretty confrontational. Uh-huh. And depending on who you ask, this is a strength or a weakness uh, of dealing with him in the business. There's a lot of people that like Punk in the business. There's yeah. a lot of guys that speak very highly of him. And there's a lot of people that don't speak so highly of him. And a lot of those people are in AEW. Chris Jericho being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Elite, which is a, a stable of guys. It's getting really inside baseball <laughs> here, guys. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I don't wanna I don't wanna get too detailed. I'm trying to keep it as 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 light as possible. So that yeah, not so can... easy, is it? Yeah, you know what? It's well, you know, yeah, all right, fine. All mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Credit where it's due. Mm. It is not that easy to succulently yeah to keep it succulent yes so you're doing great honey keep going forward let's just say fast forward to this most recent event he's he's already had his backstage issues with a number of wrestlers he's already been on the verge of being fired before and then 
there's so basically he he's backstage he he tells a guy this is months prior to this he tells a guy uh jungle boy (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting for you to say it jungle boy yes oh my god so stupid i get it wrestling is stupid it is but we love it he used to uh, be a, a in a team with Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus, yeah. Right. Is also another person. Sure. An actual person. Yeah. Or a dinosaur, depending yeah. on who you ask. It's a dinosaur man. <laughs> yeah. Jungle Boy <laughs> wants to do this spot, which is which is uh, basically the big things that you see when like a guy jumps out of the ring or like a you know, chair smashes a guy or like a big planned thing in the match is called a spot. He wants to do a spot where he breaks a guy's head over like real glass. He wants to use real glass. And CM Punk is like, that's not cool. How about you not do that? Maybe mm. don't do that. Yeah. So they get into a fight about this because AEW is really about like being the antithesis of WWE. Yeah. The WWE right now is, is a pretty safe, semi PG working environment yeah. where you know people it's it is looked upon as the obviously the mecca of professional wrestling and also the most professional and most most corporate and most family friendly and most presentable version of professional yeah. wrestling AEW is looked at as like the bad boy kind of yeah. and I think that I mean that's intentional Tony Khan wants to be looked at sure. as like the rebel it's a differentiator yeah yeah in the same vein that WCW, back in the mid to late 90s, I'm sure anybody who's watched wrestling when you were a kid, you remember WCW, you remember turning on Nitro and seeing guys spray painting other guys and, and doing all kinds of wild shit. And then you go back to WWE and, and you've got, you know, you've got Doink the Clown. <laughs> and it's like, it's kind of that. They see themselves Immortalizing as, as, the video game. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. So... Uh, they have this issue. At some point in the match that Jungle Boy is having, he looks directly into camera and and shoots on Punk, which is to say shoot is another wrestling term. You get really inside baseball. Yeah. Shoots on shooting is Let when is when you when you break character or kayfabe. Mm. And a shoot is basically a real life perspective opinion or situation that is outside of your character yeah or outside of like what is predetermined so he shoots on him and he says he basically says like you know he breaks the glass and he's like cry me a river which everybody was like <laughs> oh he's talking directly to punk mm-hmm. <clears throat> so punk sees him at this pay-per-view right before he's about to go out and wrestle uh another guy samoa joe yeah and he's like yo what's up with that bullshit that you were saying and they get into it. Now, here's here's where I get a little personal. Okay. okay. All I, right. I, I tweeted this. Uh-huh. I completely respect a guy or a girl or anybody who hears somebody talking shit and just walks up to that person and says, so what are you? So what's the deal? Yeah. Say yeah. it. You got something to say? And if that person is like, yeah, fuck you. And they slap the shit out of that person. It's like, <laughs> hey, listen. That's those are the consequences of publicly talking shit about sure, somebody. Sure, sure, sure. That's how I feel. Maybe that's uh, childish, reductive. Maybe it's immature. I'm 33. <laughs> I still feel like if you're gonna publicly talk shit about somebody, and that person walks up to you and says, "Hey, 
what's that you were saying? Yeah. And you're like, fuck you. That person cracks you in the face. I mean, that's just the nature of being a human being. I I think that sure. it just is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I understand. I'm 33. All right. It's consequences. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. And Punk is one of these guys who, from from every story that anybody's ever written about him, you can never say that he's a pussy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Guy went into the MMA ring. He got his ass handed to him yeah i was gonna say there, there's no way there was too much damage to jungle boy no no based no. on his record in, in <laughs> mma yeah i'm sure nothing actually happened no but you can't say that he's he's a pussy no you no, can't say no, it no. so he walks up to jungle boy and he's like yo what's that shit you was talking and then apparently you know he swung on him mm-hmm. choked him out it had to be broken up then he got into it with the owner tony khan Always, always smart. Always yeah, smart. Yeah. yeah. Called him a little bitch. Mm-hmm. Almost fought him. And then went and wrestled for 15 minutes and then left. It's good. It's good stuff. So there you go. I think that's a. That was. There we are. Present day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. I don't want to do that anymore. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next day, Tony Khan has to go on live TV in Chicago his hometown and fire him and that's where we are right now yeah so i pose the question to you as somebody who listened to that diatribe and somebody who's been paying attention to this do you think that he deserved to be fired do you where do you where do you think speculation where what do you think punk does at this point in his career i mean he's older yeah he was kind of losing a step when he was wrestling what do you i mean what what where do we go from here I think it's unfortunate what happened for everyone involved because I think everyone could have made a lot more money if mm. everyone stayed cool, right? <clears throat> Obviously didn't happen that way. But I'm of two minds on this, okay? Because I agree with you. I think what CM Punk did with Jungle Boy wasn't out of line or out of expectation for when you mess with somebody on that level, yeah. knowing knowing who he is, knowing how he is. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's not like he doesn't have a reputation for... This was not the first time. Yeah. You know, so... You knew what was going to happen. You knew what was going to happen. And should, should CM Punk have done that? No, he shouldn't have. I understand why he did. Do I think he should have been fired... I get the feeling that this is the last straw of a long line of issues that have been going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And this was just the last straw that <clears throat> broke the camel's back and is now the excuse to get him out of here. Yeah. Without any issues from the, I mean, what I'm sure the cons hoped for was no issues from the fans because, you know, you can explain there was like real life uh, uh, actual physical altercations happening behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, did you see? Uh, did you see that report about their viewership? Yeah, I did. I did. So after, after Tony Khan announced that Punk was fired, twenty percent of their viewers tuned out. They yeah. lost ninety thousand people, give or take. Can't be surprised. Yeah. Can't be surprised. Well, they made a show. So AEW has three shows right now. As compared to, say, WWE, which has uh, Raw and SmackDown, AEW has three shows. One of them 
on Saturdays. And this was a show that they created specifically for CM Punk. Yeah. He was going to headline the show. He's the face of it. He's in he's on the poster, the all the promotional material. It was all based around CM Punk. Yeah. Built this thing to be like this is Punk's show. The game even. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's right front and center. Yeah. And then and and then you got to go out on that show and be like yeah, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't going to see that guy no more. Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough thing to In the hometown. With. But I would have I just waited. I would've <laughs> said shit. Well, that's what everyone was saying is like it's such a self-inflicted wound. Mm-hmm. Like just keep it quiet for a week and then come out and say your piece, you know? Or don't even explain it. Just say he's been let go. That's it. Bing, bang, boom. It's over. Yeah. Do you think that WWE goes out? You think Never. they have Vince McMahon go out there and be like, <laughs> Never. no, not once. No. Have, has one of them gone out and been like, you know, I feared for my life. Fuck no. No, it was, and that's the thing, though. I like AEW. I yeah. like the I like the wrestlers over there. I like some a lot of the stuff that they're doing, but they will never be on the level of WWE no. if they continue with this kind of shit. Mm-mm. They're Mm-mm. just it's just not going to happen. It's they're not, not smart. Even close. It's not smart. They you know they like to tout these numbers, especially like the the pay per view they had in London. Yeah. Well, this one, the one that he got fired after, they like to tout those numbers. And be like, yo, we're right behind WWE. You're not even fucking... You're not even in the same no. neighborhood, no. bro. You're no, not no, even no. the same fucking sport. No. no. No way. Not right now. Not with this kind of shit happening. No. No. Because there's no... Here's the thing. If you ask somebody, if you ask an independent wrestler right now, if they could... If, if, if Tony Khan... Or fucking Triple H approach them with a contract. Do you think they're even gonna even see Tony <laughs> Khan in the building? Yeah, no. Triple H walks through and you're you're like, what the fuck? It's fucking Triple H. <laughs> He's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, so back to that the issue at hand. Do I think he should have been fired? Yes, I do. Actually, yeah. because you can't be doing that, especially to the owner. You can't be threatening him. No matter how angry you get, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Hey, he did cross the line. Have a little, you know, self-control. I mean, I, I would say it was crossing a line to assault your coworker, too. But given the, you know, <laughs> given the circumstances and the long history of, of uh, uh, backstage shenanigans in professional wrestling, mm. kind of par for the course, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not, I mean... Maybe things are different in 2023, but, you know, it, it, it's inherently a physical, bravado, macho sport entertainment yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of a doohickey. So I like to sprinkle a little bravado, macho on my uh, tea. That's good. Yeah, it's good. Keep, keeps you going. <laughs> keeps you strong. It's called HGH. Um, yeah. But it, I, I do think it's unfortunate. I, I, I think it's unfortunate that, that uh, he was let go. But I understand why he was. And I also understand why he did what he did. Mm. Now, I will say, where does he go from here? Mm. I am worried that he's burned too many bridges mm. within professional wrestling at large. Mm-hmm. And if he wants to be another headliner somewhere... I'm not sure. I am not sure WWE is going to take him back. Yeah. And that doesn't leave a lot of options. So. He can I, go to Japan. Sure. Yeah. He could do that. 
Um, AEW, I think, owns Ring of Honor, so can't go there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think I think it's just a lot of hubris catching up to him, mm. unfortunately. And he's a talented guy. I'm not taking that away from him. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what he does from here unless he makes some amends and rebuilds those bridges. <laughs> yeah fast because he is still a pull clearly he's still a pull and i think above all else these businesses these companies see the money signs that he can pull in regardless of you know what backstage shenanigans may happen again i'm sure he'd have to sign a contract that says look i'm gonna be i'm gonna be fine Mm -hmm. don't worry about me yeah if i screw up again i'm out of all this money you don't have to pay me a thing yeah so We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, you know, I think it's a shame that he's no longer uh, wrestling again, uh, and I hope that he's able to come back in some way. But he needs to get a, a cap on his uh, anger issues. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's not above <coughs> a business, you know. Like he's just not. Uh, he wants to be, but he's not. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You just can't go around choking out your coworkers, like you said. But. Uh, your coworkers can't just be going around talking shit. That's the other thing. See, I, you know, <laughs> if any of my coworkers are watching, listen, I'll choke you the fuck yeah. out. You talk some shit. No, uh-huh. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I will choke you the fuck out. We'll see. Steve? Say something. Steve? <laughs> I'll choke you the fuck out, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, you know, I tend to agree. It, it, it sucks. It puts you in a weird place where you're like, I mean, he 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 obviously um, he's had a lot a lot of issues, and maybe this was just the straw that broke the camel's back, and and they just needed something to get rid of him. Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, it does feel like he's been in a lot of situations where it's like, well, if you look at the details of it, it's 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 like when a guy just keeps getting into some shit, and you're like, bro trouble seems to follow you but then when you find out the real situation it's like yeah. that's just a series of unfortunate events sure, not yeah, to say yeah. that that's the case here but when you read the details you're like he got into it with this guy he got into it with that guy he got into it with this guy and it all kind of feels like is punk the aggressor aggressor here or sometimes when you read the details you're like well that guy said this and it's like yeah. well, what else was he supposed to do sure well there's heavy is the head right, right. you know like you you need to take some kind of responsibility for your fame. What was funny about that? Because I said head. I thought you were an adult. <laughs> You're obviously not. You're, I thought you were the more mature out of the three of us. Unbelievable. But that was ridiculous. Unbelievable. <laughs> I did do that. That's funny. Yeah. So that's what we're dealing with. <clears throat> Um, but yeah, I, I think as a headliner, as like somebody who is really a cash cow for any company he's with, yeah, and knowing that your fellow wrestlers know that, and there may be some you know chips on shoulders, mm. people trying to see you fail, mm. you got to go into it knowing that, mm. and knowing they're gonna try you, mm-hmm. and being above it, you know. Uh, unfortunately, you you have to in that position. And the problem is Punk's not above it. And he that's exactly that's exactly what it is. He's the guy who's right in the middle of it. Right. Right in the muck. Yeah. And and you know, God bless him. That that is part of his charm, but 
<laughs> at the same time, like, I mean, as a viewer, yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, if you want to, if you want to be the man, you gotta beat the man. Beat the man. Woo! <laughs> In the ring, not behind the scenes. Yeah, right. It doesn't work that. There's nobody tapping him out. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'll just but. say for what it's worth. I I always thought that he was too big for AEW, and that's part of the reason why he was such a big draw, mm-hmm. and why his merch sales like skyrocketed sure. was because he's always been bigger than AEW. I know, yeah. you know, when you say like a person can't be bigger than the company, or a person wants to be bigger than the company, yeah, the company is the it, it is the thing. It's the entity. It's the overarching like umbrella of all the stuff. It's and, the like, vehicle for everyone. Right. Yeah. But I, I just think that like he was bigger than just say that that umbrella, right? He was wider. That he was getting wet, regardless. Like that umbrella was just wasn't enough. Again, really? <laughs> <laughs> Disgust me. Disgusting. I do, I do think that if he ever makes a return to professional wrestling, that it has to be with the WWE. They're the yeah, only yeah. company that is big enough for a person like CM Punk. I, I, yeah. I do think, contrary to what they, people say, I do think he was bigger than AEW. I do, I do think that. Yeah. Maybe I'm biased because I'm a fan of his, but I do, I do think that like he carried. They made an entire show yeah for him right he was bigger than aew i i will say what i mean by you can't he can't be bigger than the company i mean that as in ultimately he has no control over those things right he he can't control if he's hired or fired Mm. you know it's up to them Mm -hmm. and he's still at the end of the day an employee yeah he's not his own boss right you know so if he wants to go out and make his own uh company Go ahead, but until then, he has to abide by what you know the big man says yeah. that signs the checks. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. and and maybe it is a case of the britches just weren't big enough at AEW and that in the WWE. You know, there's I mean, obviously, way more top headliners over there, so maybe you'll be a bit more comfortable. You can rub shoulders with some other people and 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 kind of have that responsibility off of his shoulders yeah and and the the chips on everyone else's shoulders go away because yeah. we're sharing this thing yeah might be the best move for him if he can repair those bridges that mm. he burnt on his way out mm-hmm. so we'll see we'll see it's yeah. it, 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 again we're back into this this time where it's like it's it's kind of exciting like is he gonna go back to wwe or is he just gonna call it quits like who knows if he goes back to wwe who who does he feud with you know, does he does he get an immediate title shot? Does he feud with Cody? Uh, does he does he feud with like Seth Rollins? The rumor was he was going to do a, do a program with uh, Kevin Owens. That would be really good because Kevin Owens, I believe, is is a top five worker. There's just some really talented guys right sure, now. Of man. course, of course, yeah, really talented yeah. guys that he could feud with. Like you know, and it would be huge. It, yeah. it would be incredible if he came out, dude. Fucking cult of personality hits at any point. Yeah. And people are gonna lose their minds. Down. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's gonna be nuclear, guaranteed. If he goes back to WWE, yeah. Even if he goes back to just be commentary or like host a pay per view or sure. something like that, when the first time his music hits is gonna be Oppenheimer. Yeah. Yes. All right. 
Think we're good on that? I think we are. All right. Well, <clears throat> kids, you know what we had to do. Two things that we always do. So we want to make sure that you never miss these two things. Number one, it's the cheers of the week. We got to let the people know. We do. <clears throat> What's the good things that are happening or maybe a good person, place, thing. Who knows? Something that we can cheers to. So, Obi, please start us off. What's your cheers? My cheers of the week goes to Starfield. Ooh. You got it? <laughs> uh. Well, you see, what I did was. What you do? Took advantage of the PC Game Pass from Xbox. Uh, I hadn't been subscribed for a little bit because, you know, busy with my PS5. Flex. Um, Flex. You know, and uh, generally when I'm playing on my PC, I just play on Steam because, you know, it's where everyone collects their games, right? Right, right. Um, but, you know, with all the fanfare of, of this game coming out, I was like, you know what, let me, let me just get like a three-month subscription and it's probably enough time for me to play through it. Mm-hmm. And there's happened to be a sale on Amazon mm. for getting three months for only 20 bucks. So I got two of those guys. So I have six months of Game Pass. Math. Downloaded <laughs> downloaded Starfield last night. Unfortunately, it took too long to download. I couldn't play it last night, but I played it today. Mm. Still, obviously, in the very opening moments of the game. <laughs> only a couple hours in. Um, but after just essentially getting the core mechanics down and seeing how like the space travel works... It's really cool. Yeah. And as a, a fan of Bethesda forever, um, you know, I think it is exactly what you would expect them to do for a sci-fi space game, you know? I think if you go into it with too high of expectations, you may be disappointed, but I, for me, it, it's exactly what it should be. And it just feels like essentially Skyrim in space, which is great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot on my PC. Um, I I'm doing a thing where I'm trying to like multi um, multimedia this. So I'm also now reading The Martian at the same time <laughs> to try to get like a full space experience. Right. Um, and then just watching all space sci-fi movies. Sure. Yeah. Stellar. Yeah. Watching The Martian. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I'm having a great time with it so far. Um, you know, I, I know a lot of people worried about like some of the more middling reviews of it, and a lot of people saying that there's a lot of, you know, uh, glitches. But you know, it's Bethesda. What do you want? Yeah. So having guess, a good time. Guess I'll just go back to playing No Man's Sky or something. Nemansky. Nemansky. Yeah. Uh, because this game is not coming to PS5. It's not. It's not it's Microsoft slash uh, PC exclusive. It's true. I'll let you play it. It's I okay. Mean, is is this? Are we seeing already the the rippling effects of of Microsoft owning Bethesda? Yeah, it's fucked up. This is their biggest game of the year, w- for sure. I would think Xbox. Yeah, and we, I was talking to uh, uh, Salfie Ian, uh, singer of the theme song. Mm-hmm. Good friend, great friend. Love you. <laughs> I like how you got upgraded immediately. Well, he's not a good friend. He's a great friend. There you go. I mean, you're my brother. He's my brother. Todd Phil. Think I would be doing him a disservice to just call him a friend. It's true. And he and I were talking about new video games, 
And he was like, man, I can't wait for Starfield. Mm. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> a star, what? <laughs> Sorry, man. That's not happening for you and I. Yeah. But no, I, I, I yeah, I want to play it. So. All right. My cheers of the week. Uh, speaking of Salfie, fantasy football. Mm. It's back. Bum, 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 na, 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 Fantasy football, my f- least favorite and most favorite thing to do throughout the football season. Uh, I just had a dynasty draft for the first time. If you guys don't play fantasy, it's basically you draft a team, and then that's your team for the rest of your the rest of your time playing fantasy. Uh-huh. You have to ha- you have to use this team. So usually when you play fantasy football, every year you redraft a new team. So if you draft some bullshit team, you just have to live with that. You know, you you work the waivers and trades and whatnot. But if you draft a bad team, you draft a bad team. It is what it is. Yeah. But at the next season, you got another opportunity. Sure. Every year is a new year. Not in Dynasty. Dynasty. You, you keep them forever? You have to keep them forever. Oh That's my God. your team. So you draft a team, and then the moves that you make, you're an actual like owner of the team. So yeah. the moves that you make, the trades, the waiver wire pickups, and all that stuff, it's it's permanent. Like you have to really, really be way oh, smarter. God. It's way more in depth. It's way more time consuming. I am scared. Someone <laughs> hold me. I'm not ready to play <laughs> this. That's far too Dungeons and Dragons for me. Oh yeah. Oh my for god. For sure. For sure. So uh, I'm I'm co-managing with uh with with the homie Brandon. Uh, and even that, I'm like, man, you're going to be doing a lot of heavy lifting, dude. <laughs> I'm here for the ride, brother. Because I also have another team that's just like a regular yeah. fantasy team. And uh, I haven't paid my league dues. So. Doesn't surprise me. a lot of money. <laughs> Listen, the money comes <clears throat> when it comes. Uh-huh. Nobody doesn't get paid back. Okay. I mean, yeah. it, they don't get paid back in maybe like a timely fashion. Sure, but yeah. I'm good for the money. I'm like that character in the movie who's like, you know, Johnny, I'm going to pay you back. You know, <laughs> you just give me six more yeah. months and I'm going to pay you. I got you tomorrow. <laughs> I got you tomorrow. But see, the difference between me and the guy who gets his legs broken in that uh-huh. movie is I actually do sure, have yeah. the money when I tell you I have the money. Mm. Just not immediately. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, cut me some slack. What are you? So anyway. Fantasy football. If you guys are playing fantasy, hit me up. We can commiserate about it. Um, it's going to be fun. It makes watching football that much more enjoyable, also infuriating. So, I'm sure. I'm sure. We're back, baby. We're back. We are back. We are back. We are back. All right. We got it? I know we got it. All right. Well, we got to do one more thing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's review these beers. So... Tonight's brew was the Tepache Saison, a Peña y Canela, Hecho, Hecho, Hecho in Mexico. Mexico. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a pineapple beer. Obi, what'd you think? Um, I really enjoyed this. Yeah. Um, I haven't had really much of anything like this before. So, I mean, on that alone, I, it deserves some props. It is, um, you definitely get some of that fermentation, which can throw you off at first, but I think it adds like a, a real nice body to the sweetness that you get inherently with the pineapple. Um, 
And, you know, it, it has a very slight booziness because of the 7% ABV, but not over the top. Um, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see this pairing very well with, with food mm. and uh, being a nice, like, dinner beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, highly recommend it. I think, I think I have to give it another five. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm right there with you, brother. Uh, I think I'm going to give it a five and a half. I'm was I, I surprised myself with with how much I enjoyed this. Um, I I don't re- I don't really you know we don't really drink a lot of sours we don't really drink a lot of like fruitier beers. Uh, this is just like excuse me sorry. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> This is basically just a pineapple, like it's straight up just a pineapple beer. It's just fermented pineapples. It, it tastes like and feels like no like maltiness or hoppiness that 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 takes away from it or makes you no no like uh, it doesn't taste like a like a a beer that is intended to be like kettle sours or something like that. It doesn't sure. have that that thing that make that's like that that tartness or that that sourness. Yeah, that, no, that, no. Um, um, you know, hoppiness or, or it tastes like what it is. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and, and it's it, it's like uh, it's just really really enjoyable. Yeah, it's just an effervescent pineapple drink. Yeah, you, you've convinced me. It's five and a half for me too. Yeah, push me over the edge. It's fan- I mean, it's with just, your plea, it's just fantastic. I don't. I. I I kind of don't even know why I wouldn't. I don't really know what's stopping me from giving it a six. I'll, uh, just, just my gut is telling me five and a half. Yeah, I, I think it's just so new for what it is. Um, <clears throat> the tepache. I think I want to try more tepache before I give it a six mm. to see what else is out there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, this is like a brand new world for us to explore. Right. You right. Know? Right. Right. Like No Man's Sky. Yeah, like Nomensky. <laughs> All right. So unanimous five and a half for the Tepache Saison. That's right. You think we got it? I know we got it. All right. Well, and if Obi says we got it, then we, we got to get out of here. This has been the One Beer In Podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Bebida fermentada. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. And have yourself a beautiful evening. We love you.